You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 130. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to today's episode of the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. I am so glad to have you here with me today. We're going to be talking about something a little, um, I guess, more transparent than previous episodes. I kind of just wanted to do an episode on letting you guys know where I'm at right now in my business for a few different reasons and also because I think this could be encouraging but also um, resonate with a lot of you who might find yourself in a similar season of life and in your business. And so we're going to be talking about pivoting in your business and just unexpected changes that might come about as a business owner. And I'm going to be sharing in my own personal life and business, the unexpected changes that have been occurring for me and the ways that my business has pivoted that I didn't really see coming. So if that's something that you're interested in, then stick around because we're going to be getting into all of that and more right after this. Hey, you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast hosted by yours truly. My name is Sarah Elrod and I'm a serial entrepreneur through and through, but most importantly, I'm a wifey, a mama, and pretty much a crazy horse lady. I started this podcast based on an old saying my husband once told me, that every successful rancher has a wife that works in town. And being the stubborn, wannabe homesteading housewife that I am, I decided that why do I have to work in town in order to contribute? So I made it my mission to teach other rural women and entrepreneurs how to grow thriving brands online from way out yonder. Whether you live out in the middle of nowhere, have to take a dirt road to get there, or if you're just a mama who wants to stay home raising babies and cows someday, this is the place for you. On this show, we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. So grab a coffee and your favorite notebook and let's saddle up and get to work. This is the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. Do you ever wish that you could just have your next month's worth of content planned out for you, or at least have some help making a plan that is actually strategy-based and not just throwing a noodle at the wall and hoping it sticks? I feel ya. One of the hardest things for so many business owners and brands is coming up with content ideas that get them noticed or generate new leads. Well, you're in luck, my friend, because I am here to help. I know what it feels like to be in that creative rut of not knowing what to post, running out of ideas constantly, and just trying to keep up with this crazy content based market. So with that, I created a brand new freebie that will help you not only create an actionable plan for the next month, but I'm also giving you 30 days worth of content ideas totally free. This guide walks you through the exact thought process that I use when planning out my own monthly content, including an example as well as so many other kinds of tips and tricks to make your life a million times easier and to make your content more intentional. To get your hands on this totally free guide, head on over to Sarah Elrod dot com slash 30 days of content or you can click the link in the show notes so for those of you who don't know my journey as an entrepreneur i started well i guess i should say when i was in high school um and really my whole life like obviously as a kid growing up i had different ideas of what i wanted to be when i grew up you know i wanted to be a vet i wanted to be an interior designer at one point um I mean just like a few random different things I wanted to be a just like an artist is what I used to tell my dad because I always really like drawing and stuff and I didn't really know like what that meant exactly but um I wanted to just you know I had like little random things that I wanted to do that I would say um and then of course I would always tell people that I wanted to be a mom um that was something that I really have always known I wanted to be even since I was a kid and 
as I started, you know, growing up and going through school and you get into high school when they start really talking about careers and career planning and all of that in college, I started to feel really stuck and lost in that season. And senior year was actually a really hard year for me because I had, you know, basically all of my friends were moving away to college and going to four-year universities and all of that. And I had no desire to do any of that. I did not want to go to some expensive, fancy college and spend a bunch of money. And um, I just had no idea what I wanted to do. But um It wasn't really an option to not go to college for me. And so I basically just went to community college and I even applied to some four-year universities and got into them and was like, I don't really care. I don't want to go. So I just went to a community college um, instead. And I like through high school, I knew I started to like come around to this idea of like, I knew I wanted to work for myself. Um, I really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And for me, I thought the only way that I was going to be able to do that one day was to be a business owner. To not have a job at all just didn't even like ring as an option to me because I grew up with two working parents. Like I never knew any stay-at-home moms who like that was all they did was just be a stay-at-home mom. They didn't have, and I mean, you guys know how I feel about the word just, but they didn't have like any sort of business, side hustle, nothing. They were were purely a stay-at-home mom. And so I never knew anybody like that. And so to me, you had to have something. Like I wasn't going to be able to do it without anything, right? And um, of course, you never really know when you're going to get married. And so had I not have done anything, I wouldn't have. I mean, I met my husband when I was 22. So like it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. It wasn't like that many years after high school. But like still, that's still a lot of years to do absolutely nothing with your time. So anyway, all that to say, I wanted to be a business owner and I did like the idea of working and doing my own thing and making my own money and all of that kind of stuff. So I started to like try to figure out like what direction I wanted to go and I had a few different ideas and a few different things I was passionate about and two of the things that I knew I was passionate about were horses and photography. Um, I'd obviously been riding horses since I was a kid and I really wanted to involve them in my life and obviously if I could make money with horses that would be great and senior year I started teaching riding lessons at the place that I was boarding my horses at or at the time I only had one Um, but I was teaching um, I was doing riding instructing so I taught a lot of kids how to ride horses and then even some adults Um, and that was like making me some really good money and then I actually because of the barn manager I had at the time he pushed me into starting training horses he had a couple horses that he needed work um, with and they were kind of like problem horses like fixer-upper horses and so he paid me to start working with them and I really enjoyed that and If you know the story of my first horse and how he was basically, he was an $800 horse and um, he was a lot of horse for me. He had a lot of issues. He was really fast and he bolted a lot and spooked. And I mean, basically threw everything at me that a horse can throw at you. Um, And he was just a lot of work. And I had a lot of trainers that I had hired who had actually all told me like he was too much horse. I should get rid of him. Um, And... I essentially just said screw you to all of them and decided to just figure it out myself and I mean that's not to say like I didn't get good advice from them because I definitely did but um, essentially most I feel like the kind of 
like conclusion that most of them had was that I should just get something that was a little bit less of a horse to handle. And so I said, nope, I'm not going to do that. So bye. And I decided to just take him on myself and kind of self taught myself things about horse training and, and all that. And, um, anyway, so he, was became obviously like my best horse I love him like I still have him to this day he's literally I will never have another horse as great as him I don't care what anybody says about him he is the best he I trust him with my life yeah anyway so from there I decided okay like maybe so I was training these horses or whatever for my barn manager and then I started to book more and more clients from there like these people that needed help with their horses and so I started to kind of like do both simultaneously I was doing horse training, horseback